Today we have Mr. Bob Moratti. Good afternoon. And myself, Tom Wolford. This is the two man all the way. Intimate. Very intimate little chat here, um, as everyone else can't be bothered or are too busy streaming their four in February games right at this yeah. moment. Uh, so, Bob, uh, let's let's jump right in. What's yes? What's been going on since the last podcast? Man, well. You know, um, the 4 in February challenge started and all of us got real busy all of a sudden. And since we all have to complete uh, 24 games, is it 24 games? Yeah, we're six now. So 24 games before the end of the month, we are all playing these games as much as we can and as often as we can and streaming it over on our channels, on our Twitch channels and uploading the whole thing to YouTube. So if you're curious about how we're doing, then uh, my biggest recommendation would be to just check our website, goplaythat.com slash February, And all the summary is there. The playlist for you, the YouTube videos is there. And uh, you can see easily what you've been, uh, what we have been doing over the whole week. But I'm guessing um, it wouldn't be much of a podcast if we didn't talk about it. So <laughs> Yeah, I, I do like the way you've got the plugs in nice and early there. You know, we could, could have of left course. that to the end, but no, Bob's writing. No, no, no. Well, Get everything out of the way. Uh, I mean, that sort of introduction, that that really rapid sort of jump straight in there, uh, is leading me su- to suspect, along with the other evidence, that your completion rate for your four in February games, have you been taking a load of speed this week? <laughs> no. Because you've, no, compl- no, no, you've no. completed how many games? Three. I've completed three of the four games in this weekend. And where well, not, not this weekend, but on the whole on the whole week, you know. So uh, on the first three days, I completed Psychonauts. On uh, the following two days, I think two or three days, I completed Demon's Crest. And over the weekend, I complete Dishonored with a good ending, even. And um, I started Dropsy now, and I am going on a good uh, on a good pace. About I'm not sure how long I will take to finish that. But it's not about speed, to be honest. It's uh, <laughs> It's actually easier in my case because I had absolutely no plans for the weekend. So I spent the whole weekend gaming. That was my my trick. Even still, I mean, that's that's one trick. But I think another thing is that you've obviously picked yourself like a... Or we've picked you a nicer selection of games than last year. Because, I mean, last well, year you were pushed to the wire with Valkyria Chronicles, weren't you? Yeah. Valkyria Chronicles only took me, like, two weeks to finish. <laughs> like, and, and that was only, like, the main, the main quest. I remember that I got stuck for three days on a single mission, and it was uber frustrating. Sound familiar, by the way? I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure that you're having right now the same experience yourself. Ooh, I kind of want to <laughs> kill myself right now. Yeah, that's, uh, I'm not having a good time at all. <laughs> Well, we'll get to that right now. The thing is, with the games that I that I picked and the ones that you guys picked for me, I actually thought that there would be a lot longer. You know, I'm not saying I'm not saying that they are bad or that they are short. It's just that I, that they went in so fast that mm, I don't know, plowed through them really, really quickly. Very enjoyable overall. So, uh, so what's yeah, been the standout of the three? What would you like to talk about today? Um, let's, let's narrow you down to one so we have some content left at the end of the 4IF, you know? Yeah, sounds good. I'm going to talk about Dishonored today, I think. Ah, nice. 
So Dishonored is the last one that I've completed. And uh, when when we were doing the the podcast where we were selecting the games, you told me that in order to get the best possible ending, uh, I needed to kill absolutely zero people. That was, that was is... based on my kind of recollection of yes. uh, playing the game, which was a couple of years ago now. You were halfway correct, though. Right. I mean, it's not exactly 0% of kills. But if you, of course, if you finish the game without killing a single soul, you get a nice achievement that is really difficult and rare to get. Mm-hmm. But in order to get the best possible ending, I think you have to kill less than 20% of the enemies that are distributed along the game. Okay, so there is sort of a threshold there. Yes, which apparently was my case. I mean, I tried to uh, kill absolutely nobody, but of course, things go wrong and I have like the reaction time of a turtle. And... Um, <laughs> It was a lot easier for me to just stab the guy to death than just picking the, the sleep darts or fleeing or whatever. So it's like, yeah, just stop the guy and that's it. I think, I think that's an, you know, an accurate metaphor for life in general. <laughs> yes. Stab the guys around you before you can flee. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I, so, I, yeah, uh, I do understand because I tend to panic in these kind of games as well. You know, I'm super cautious and, you know try and take it easy and not kill anybody and then somebody causes a problem with me and then I look up and suddenly the entire town is dead, you know? Yeah. But uh, yes, you managed yes, to yes. avoid that. You managed to sort of slip through. I mean, Yeah, I managed to actually go uh, sneaking by, not completely undetected, of course, but definitely avoiding a, a, a complete manslaughter, <laughs> which is already something for, for my personal record of stealth games, you know? And uh, the game overall has been really, really enjoyable. I loved it. And um, I like the way the levels are structured. So you can choose between many different possibilities of how to get in or how to proceed. Or should I kill this guy? Should I not? Should I find a non-lethal way? Should I actually go search for all the, the collectibles, the runes and the bone charms? All those things. It's not, a, not an open world game. And Maggie was surprised by this. Maggie was like, oh, I thought that Dishonored was an open world game. And I was like, no, it isn't. And it doesn't have to be, you know? It's like you have these, let's call them rooms. They are not really rooms, but it's like spaces, mm. areas. And uh, everything that you need is is like there. And you have a, a lot of different options within each area, which is fantastic. I loved it. Um, but um, I got to say that... I felt really, really disappointed with the ending. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people did. And I think, as you're saying as well, um, you know, a lot of people were disappointed because they flew through that game, literally. Like, if you if you don't do the side quests, if you don't do the collectible finding, if you don't just stop and smell the roses every so often, I mean, there were sort of completion times of that game around maybe four to six hours, if I remember correctly. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It's not about the time that I took to complete it. It's about the time that I actually reached the ending. You know, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to say, oh, this is what happens and that. But I got to say that I reached I reached the ending. And when I, once I started seeing the cutscene, credits started to roll. And I was like, that's it? Mm. I mean, is is that how you want to wrap it up? Really? But I think a lot of games, a lot of games have that. You know, I yes. think it, I think it's a big weakness in in storytelling in games in general is that the ending still suffers from that sort of sort of hand drawn art picture over the credits. Do you know what I mean? It, even like something yeah. like Dragon Age did it. You know, you spend ninety hours in this completely immersive 
wonderful RPG world, and then it's like, oh, by the way, your choices did this in a text-only uh, uh-huh. end sequence, which was, you know, pretty gutting, to say. You know, least. even even if that was the case, I would be okay with that with, with the ending, you know. Mm. But in this case, it was like, okay, so the events that you were working for happened, and then uh, you managed to get into this climax mission which i didn't even notice that it was the climax or the end mission for Mm. that matter i thought that the game would be going for a lot longer or for some length at least but then uh there is this feeling of i'm just running towards something and then i'm hitting a stone wall and that's the end of it so that's the end and uh credits roll and he's like okay so then what happened with everything else Mm. i mean i've been presented I've been presented a lot of characters that have absolutely nothing to do with the story. And it's like, what were exactly the role of these guys? And, and, and what happens then? This is the biggest question. What happens then? But the only thing, the only feeling that I have been, um, there's only one other game that I have um, played that actually gave me this feeling. And you're going to love this comparison because that was Duke Nukem Forever. <laughs> I never played it. <laughs> uh, Okay, so if you endure a playthrough and you reach the ending, it will feel exactly the same way as the Dishonored ending did. I think, I think you know, those in the know, those in the industry refer to this as the lost ending. You know, when the you watch... Ending. Yeah, when you watch six seasons of the TV show Lost and then they just go... Oh, oh yes. We, we finished it. <laughs> and literally yes, yes, yes. 90% of all the storylines that were in this show were not resolved. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, but the way the way that the ending was shown to me kind of led me to think, oh, okay, we're running out of budget. We have to wrap this up. Go, 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 go. And it smells a bit of that, yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. And it's like everything could have been explained so much better and everything could have had a lot more satisfying conclusions, but but it didn't. And I'm not really complaining because it was a blast to play, you know? It was a really fun game. It was... I think it was Resident Evil 1 on the GameCube that actually made this comparison. It asks you before you start playing if you are the kind of guy who enjoys like mountain climbing, mm. where all your efforts are rewarded once you reach the end of the journey, mm. or if you're more into hiking and you're enjoying the experience as it goes. Right. So in this case, it was definitely more of a hiking experience, all right? Yeah. I really loved the game, and I would definitely play it again. In fact, I've, I've been actually thinking of making another playthrough if I finish soon or with the 4 in February challenge, maybe I just go Dishonored again, making a genocide room. Well, I think uh, you've got three happens. weeks left of the challenge so you should have enough time. Well, I've got three weeks, but one of them I'm going to be in Spain, so that doesn't really count. It's just, I don't know, maybe I do uh, a genocide run of Dishonored or maybe I just do another game that was on my list or I don't know, we will decide. But yeah, Dishonored is definitely a game that I wouldn't mind revisiting. And uh, unlike Psychonauts, which also has a sequel announced, mm. I'm really looking forward to Dishonored 2. Yes. And yes. apparently that's that should be coming out uh, sometime next year or this year. I was going to ask you if you were if you were hype for for the second one. Um Yeah, I'm I'm not hyped, but I'm excited. Let's see that I'm, I would I welcome it and I will buy it and I will play it. That's for sure. Psychonauts 2. Yeah. Yeah, pleasantly tingling. Second or two may not be the case. Right. Not for a while, at least. Well, we'll Which see. I also enjoyed, but yeah. 
But uh, did you play the PS4 remaster of Dishonored, or did you play the original version on Steam? I played the original version on Steam, yes. Okay. I don't have the, the PS4 version, so no, I just neither. did the regular Steam. I was tempted to pick it up because I did buy it, like, sort of day one back on the 360. Um, okay. Played it through then, so it's been a long time. I've got I've got flashes of memory, and I've got some, you know, good and bad recollections of that game. But I didn't know if, if to pick it up again and play it through, because, you know... My takeaway memories were that it was quite short and uh, left me wanting more. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, see, you understand what I mean by the ending. It's oh, exactly totally. That. Yeah, and I mean, apparently, the DLC is really good in parts as well. I guess you didn't play any of the extra stuff. No, because I don't own any. Okay, but I wouldn't mind getting some. I mean, if the content is good, I wouldn't mind just paying for it and give it a go. Supposedly, I think there's one called The Witches of of Dun Dunwich, is it? Dunmore? Dunwich? Dunwall. Dunwall, yeah, I knew it was something London-y sounding. Um <laughs> Yeah, there's apparently the The Witches of Dunwall is is pretty decent as DLC goes. Okay. Um so I don't know, but I, I don't think it continues the story of Corvo. I think it's it it continues the story of the other guy that you kill. Oh, okay. But I'm so the assassin, assassin guy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I cannot even remember, but yeah, some other guy. Some other guy, yeah. Um, so it sort of continues his story rather than the, the main protagonist. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's all, all around it was a solid effort, but uh, I think it was sort of hamstrung, maybe by lack of budget or I don't know what. Maybe so. Yeah. Not being in the industry, you know, full time. I, I don't really <laughs> know how these things work, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so but you enjoyed it at least. Yes, yes I did. I did enjoy it a lot. I definitely it definitely is uh, a pleasant experience that I kind of regret not having had before. So and yeah. I, I have to say that I'm quite uh I mean I've discussed this before in a in a previous podcast I think or no it was actually my um my game of the year for last year. Um uh-huh. I'm I'm not averse to short games. You know, yes. it's uh, Tomb Raider, the first re- new Tomb Raider, the first new Tomb Raider. The reboot, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I finished that in a single sitting of about nine hours. Okay. And I really enjoyed the story. I stayed around a little bit for the multiplayer, but after that, it was like, okay. Because I don't really have the time to be investing hundreds of hours into each game. Yeah. You know, so something like, like The Order, like Tomb Raider, like Dishonored, they're these, like... You know, perfect little mini adventures that you can wrap up. Of course, I do object to paying fifty fifty pounds for the same experience. You know, <laughs> but at the same time, I I think there is a place in my life for these sort of short one shot games. That does make perfect sense. I love that. I mean, every now and then I am in the itch for a longer, longer game. But overall, I think I prefer these kind of adventures too. Something that you can just be busy with for a day or maybe a weekend mm-hmm. and then just get on with it, keep on it. But uh, yeah, I mean, in, in contrast to what I was talking about a couple of weeks ago with <clears> the Assassin's Creed series and stuff like that, where I tend to waste hours and hours and hours. Not waste, because I enjoy it and I want to do it, but I do tend to go after all the collectibles and you know, yeah. hunt stuff down and try and get 100% in the game. And that can take you upwards of 30, 40, 50 hours even. And all yeah, that time... Yes. Yeah, all that time you can't help thinking like, I could be playing something else right now, but I'm running around trying to open treasure chests. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's an enjoyable experience. Even though you're running around opening treasure chests, just the fact that you're exploring a big town and it making parkour 
on Victorian London or whatever the epoch that you are playing as. It's just fun. It so is. if the game actually lays it out in a way that you enjoy doing it, and if it doesn't make it a chore, why <laughs> wouldn't you do it? Why wouldn't you spend your time on that? I, I can see you're trying to lure me into talking about my game this week. <laughs> talking about well, things well, being chores and <laughs> being fun. <laughs> it's definitely the... Well, you're definitely going to talk about it, whether you like it or not, but I wasn't luring you into that right now. But if you want to get started on it... I'm not entirely sure. I'm thinking that it's it's very possible that I might speak about a different game. Just go ahead. I might, I might leave the absolute destruction of my first 4IF game uh, <laughs> until the until the end of the month when I when I've really felt everything I can feel. I see. <laughs> so for for those of you listening, there is one game that I'm playing right now in 4IF, and it is destroying my life and sanity. <laughs> So to sort of take my mind off that, I've been playing a couple of games. Uh, I've been playing uh, Scribblenauts Unlimited on the 3DS. Uh And I've also been playing Just Cause 3 on the PlayStation 4. So I don't know which... So you have been playing other games that are not in the the challenge? Yeah, I mean, I I finished my first game, which is Not a Hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, got through that relatively quickly because I kind of already knew what I was doing because I played the first five levels or six levels on the PC before I bought the PS4 okay. version. Um, but yeah, I've been playing other games, mainly on my commute because I don't have any handheld games that are on my 4IF list. Yes. And I've been playing Just Cause 3 because it helps me switch off my mind. <laughs> <laughs> It so. makes perfect sense. I, I see so many GIFs of Just Cause 3 that it kind of makes me want to try it out myself. Well, I'm, I'm going to talk about Just Cause 3 then because uh, I've I've sampled about 10 to 12 hours of it. Before uh, you do that, yep. before you jump into Just Cause 3, could you tell me a little bit of a, about Not a Hero and how do you experience it? All right. Yeah, Not Not a Hero is pretty cool. It mm-hmm. is, how to say, like a stupid version of Hotline Miami. A stupid version? Yeah, like, it is just ridiculous. Like, it, Okay. I mean, you know, the guy, the, the main protagonist is uh, a bunny. A yeah, rabbit. Okay. Yeah, and he wants to be mayor. So that's what he wants to be, because he believes that be, being mayor of England or London or somewhere will help him save the Earth somehow. Okay. He speaks. The voice acting is essentially like somebody rubbing a balloon. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> it's like all right, something like that. Um, and he makes sense sort of twenty to thirty percent of the time. I see. Yeah. So, but <laughs> uh, an absurd premise then. Yeah, he's 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 pretty good. So the idea is that you play one of a choice of sort of contract killers that uh, have to just go ultra violent through a set of two uh, D levels. Uh-huh. But I don't know how... Would it be vertical and not top-down? How would you say it? Like 2D, side-scrolling kind of thing. Yeah, 2D. Just regular it, 2D, left to right. Yeah, but it's not really... You, you can go left and right at any time. It's not like side-scrolling, you know, like Streets of Rage or something where you can't go back. Are we uh, talking about something like a room, for example, like at Gunpoint? Something yes, like that? Yes, Gunpoint would be a very good comparison, but with big, much bigger levels. Okay. Um, and basically, you have a choice of uh, contract killers that you unlock, each with a different weapon, personality, all of which are horrible, and uh, different skills. 
Okay. So, so your basic skill is a slide, which depending mm -hmm. on how long you depress the slide button, you can trip. You can go longer or shorter. You can trip enemies up by sliding through them okay. uh, to allow you to do like a ground execution. <clears throat> uh, some people have different speeds, different abilities, things like this, you know. So it's very much, there's also like a cor uh, correlation with the masks in oh i see i in, see uh, yeah, hotline. yeah so you have like a superhero guy who can uh smash doors through so uh -huh. if you slide into a door he will kick the door off the hinges and knock somebody out with it um nice. they all they are they all sort of follow like uh kind of movie hero tropes colored by sort of regional english knobheads <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So you start off with a guy called, uh, I don't even remember the first guy's name because I've only been playing with one guy for the last 10 hours. Uh, but the first guy is just a standard guy, pistol, slide, that kind of thing. Okay. You shortly unlock a, a guy called Cletus, who is not a redneck, as his name would sound, but he's from Scotland. <laughs> okay. He has this sort of Scottish brogue, calls everybody a bellend, uh, <laughs> wields a five-shot shotgun. Okay. So he will blow enemies across the level. He will blow doors through with a shotgun, but he's quite slow on the reload kind of thing. Um, yes. Then you move up through different things. You've got a guy called uh, Clive, who I believe is based on Clive Owen, the actor. Mm. Uh, okay. He's got the, the black suit, red tie, speaks in a very upper-class British accent. Clive uh, Owen, is that is that the guy from, from Zoolander? No. The, the no, not that one? I no. may be I may be wrong. Clive Owen. I need to Google that. Yeah, Google him. Because <laughs> now I'm thinking I got his name wrong. <laughs> Clive Owen. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. I definitely got it wrong. Yes. He's definitely an English actor. Not not this guy that I was, he was talking in, about. He was in uh, Children of Men and stuff like that. But uh, he was yes. also in The Spirit, I want to say. One of mm -hmm. those black and white sort of uh, Sin City type movies where he wore this very iconic sort of outfit. So I was thinking Owen Wilson, apparently. <laughs> uh, yes, you were. That's a good connection, though. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> my personal favorite is Mike, who wields a, a two-shot shotgun, but will ground kill with a knife. So mm -hmm. you slide into people, knife them on the floor, and then keep sliding. So the idea is that you run through these levels quite quickly, blasting all the enemies that get in your way, and you've got sort of three objectives in each level. <laughs> So the first yes. objective is to finish it, and then you've got three op optional objectives, which you uh, you know have to do as you go through the level. You don't have to; you can finish it just by getting to the end with mm -hmm. the main objective. But the better your you know the more objectives you complete, the better rank your mayor gets at the end. So he can be mayor, prime minister, uh, king of Britain, <laughs> <laughs> I see. global megalord. If you finish, <laughs> if you finish all the objectives. Um, okay. so it's, it's essentially a run and gun. Uh, it's by the guys, I, uh, from Devolver. Yes. So you know what to expect, sort of irreverent humor, bit of silliness, really over the top gore. Um, I mean, I think the bunny kills the first boss by beating him almost to death with a baseball bat, shooting him a couple of times, then putting a grenade in him. Huh. So it's that kind of over the top silliness, you know? It sounds like a lot of fun. I think I would enjoy it very much. 
super pixely. You know, you just run around. Uh, it's it can get quite hard. Like the last level facing the last boss. It's on mm-hmm. my. It's on a stream video. I've still got to upload that today. But um, it took me about an hour, an hour and a half, just one level, repeating over yeah. and over and over and over again. But it has that Hotline Miami quick restart thing. I, oh man! You know, you, so you, you screw it up, you bang a you bang a button, and you're right back to the start again. So okay, sometimes, so, like yeah, mid fall or mid slide, you're like, oh, I wasted my life. <laughs> You will, you will definitely get many deaths and you will have to restart a lot of times, right? Yeah, I haven't seen the stat actually for the last one, but I know that there was there was one level that I'd spent like 40 minutes on with 11 retries. Because mm-hmm. there's no checkpoint on the level, so some of the later levels get really long. I see. And one, one screw up and you're dead, you know? Especially hmm. if you're using a character like mine who only has two shots. If you get caught in the open with no chance to reload you can die in a second oh man okay but it is once you find that flow it's like you know slide through the door <clears throat> knife slide knife uh blast blast reload behind cover throw a grenade to you know kill the three guys that are ambushing you from behind up the stairs blow up a load of fish tanks you know slide out of a window through another window in an opposite building knife <laughs> it's it's that kind of it's almost like a rhythm gamey type thing once you see the pattern it gets really you will slick. muscle memory it yeah it, it's really slick you know like by the time i was doing some of the later levels i had it down you know okay. to the point like enemies were spawning in the air and falling into the level and i was taking them out in the air before sliding across to kill the other guys so it's a lot of fun it's silly uh bit of potential to, for replay uh, i was speaking to a guy on my stream that was saying that it didn't really have that hotline replay value uh-huh because you're not going for score or combo. You're just literally going for the four objectives on every level. I see. So once you've done it, I guess, there's no reason to do it again. Well, I guess that's always up to you. I mean, oh, yeah, maybe you... you just want to find another another route or another way of doing or maybe you want to complete it with all the characters. I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, that's why so. I took Mike in the end. I, I felt that Mike as a character, with the st- especially with the stealth kill, because he doesn't make any noise with the ground kill. Mm-hmm. So, for example, there's certain levels where you have to rescue hostages and you have to find like alternative routes to get in behind the hostage taker. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like you have to go through enemies. And, of course, if you shoot those enemies, the, other, the, the guy with the hostage realizes and executes the hostage. So really, I felt that like Mike was really the only choice for a lot of the levels I was playing. Huh. I would like to watch some videos of other people playing it to see if there there were other ways. You know? Yeah, maybe maybe you can now. I mean, now that you finish it. Oh sure, sure. <laughs> uh, but that was probably about six hours game time finishing. I haven't hundred percented it. There's a couple of levels. Well, that they're just really that's the thing. That's the thing about the challenge. The challenge you don't really have to one hundred percent it as long as you just beat it. Yeah, but you know my feelings on this. I'm the guy that won't yeah. move on to a new new Oli Oli level until I've completed all the goals on that level. You know, a very young completionist. Yeah, I try, I try. But um, <laughs> speaking of completionist, though, that's where my other games come in, which is Just Cause Three. And oh my god, I could be here for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tell me about Just Cause. Have you played any of the other two? No. I mean, I think 
I have played the very first one a long, long time ago, mm-hmm. and it wasn't very special back in the day. Well, that's the but thing. I... I I bounced off the first two. Mm. Definitely. Okay. Because it was it was janky. Mm-hmm. It really was janky. Like uh, I spent a lot of time just getting shot by enemies. I didn't feel that I had special powers or whatever, you know, or you know. Uh, but here in Just Cause Three, they've sort of dialed down the danger and dialed up the silliness. Oh, that's so nice, like Saints Row. It is. That's that's a really good comparison because you kind of feel right from the offset that you're almost immortal. Great. Like you will die if you get outnumbered and outgunned, but but heavily. I'm talking. You know, like at the moment, I'm having trouble taking down a base, but that's because they've got three full tanks, two helicopters, <laughs> Just for you. a bunch of armored guys who I can't take down with normal weapons, really, who've got Gatling guns and things like that, chain guns, and I'm in the middle of it alone with no vehicle. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it can get a bit difficult, but in general, in combat, you feel like you're just having fun. <laughs> that's so great. So the gameplay is centered still around the grapple, mm-hmm. but this time it feels much, much easier to use than in Just Cause 2. So you right. literally you point at a target. If you're in range, the grapple sign comes up. You press the button. Like a quick press will tag them, and you fly towards them and kick them. Mm-hmm. So you can traverse you know, sort of 100 meters at a time and kick an enemy through a wall if that is your you know, idea. Or if you hold the button, you can set up one tether, and then by moving the cursor to another thing and letting go, you will tether the first object to the second object. Man, the possibilities. Exactly. Then it's another button press, and you will reel the two together. Or in the case of a non-moving object, you will reel the movable object to a non-movable object. Uh Uh-huh. You know, so there's many a time, like, of course, the old classic, which was tethering a soldier to a propane tank, then shooting (laughs) the propane tank so it zips up into the air and the poor guy goes with it, (laughs) you know, or to other things, you know, because you can actually, at the moment, I can hold up to four tethers at once. Wow. So, So you can tether people to each other and fling them towards each other, which is pretty fun. (laughs) because <laughs> they crack heads in a most satisfying way and <laughs> die. Uh, you can tether people to vehicles. You can tether vehicles to buildings. Many a time I've found a vehicle or something in a position which is not exactly useful, and I just very patiently maneuver them with these wires. Mm-hmm. You know, So the world is basically your, pra- your playground. Now, the big thing is you're in this fictional Mediterranean island uh, of Medici, which is uh, sort of an amalgam of Portugal, Italy, Spain, okay. uh, Greece. So you get a lot of language in there. You know, your main character is called Rico Rodriguez, but he his accent flails wildly between Spanish <laughs> and Russian. Okay. <laughs> wow. You know, um, yeah. everybody else is sort of like, vive, vive la independencia. <laughs> <laughs> And sort of all these kind of, you know, like uh, tropey Southern European kind of things. It's fun. But the islands, the actual game time is huge. Like I've put about eight hours in so far, eight to ten hours. And I thought like, yes, I've collected all 18 rebel shrines. 
And it was like, mm-hmm. no, you've collected all 18 rebel shrines on this group of islands. <laughs> you now have three entirely much more massive groups of islands to go explore. Wow. All right. And it is like, it's the biggest, one of the biggest open world games I've seen in a long time. Like it's huge. Even bigger than Fallout. With Fallout, you're contained by uh, how far you can walk, really. I mean, we're uh-huh. talking here that you can jump in a plane and you can fly to an island which is 12 kilometers away. Okay. And it feels like you're flying 12 kilometers. Like, you know, it takes you some time to get there. All right. You know, uh, driving around the islands, you've got these little villas and all these little sort of island towns that you can liberate and this kind of thing. Uh, you've got side missions that you get, you've got collectibles. And like I say, on the first group of islands, I collected all 18 rebel shrines, which is a collectible, all mm-hmm. 18 vintage parts of a, of a weapon. And that's just on the first island, you know, like what a normal game would say, ah, you've collected everything you can collect in this game. Yeah. After eight hours of playing. No, that's the first bit done. <laughs> That's a bronze trophy, you know? <laughs> I see. And then after that, it's like, okay, then the game opens up. That's your that's your James Bond pre-credit intro mission. All right. You know? uh, but the beautiful thing is that, like I said, everything has been dialed up to be the most fun imaginable. Like uh, <laughs> the movement around the island, you have mm-hmm. a parachute like you did in the other games. Yeah, and the gr- I remember that. That was definitely the first, the thing that I enjoyed most on the first Just Cause, gliding around on the parachute. Well, here again, it. they just they just max it out. You've got a parachute, the grapple, and then very quickly, I think it's after the first mission, you get a wingsuit. Oh, okay. So the combo is grapple to get some speed up, hit the parachute to jump into the air, to like to glide mm-hmm. upwards. And then, bam, press another button, and you're in the wingsuit, and you're gliding. Okay. Wow, sounds fun. And then you can use the grapple on the floor to actually pull yourself along and keep this decent speed going. So for journeys anywhere under less, uh, sort of anywhere under uh, three, four kilometers, I'll just wingsuit it. (laughs) So the the obligatory question now that I'm going to ask is, have you ever taken any car in this game, and why? (laughs) Uh, I am taking cars. Because the other thing... That is there this, any advantage? Well, the other, the other thing that this game does very, very well is the collectibles. And as you know, as you said, I am one of the completionists of the Go Play That crew, Stu being the other. Yes. Uh, uh-huh. But you can take them to a chop shop. Okay. And there are trophies, there are in-game uh, extras for finding all the cars. Ah, I see. So you basically search for the cars, nab them, and then give them over to the chop shop. And yes. that's it, right? Yes. Okay. But, but are... in order for you thinking, I got to get to point A from point B, uh, I, you would never use a car for, you know. Uh, grapple, parachute, and wing, uh, wingsuit. Yeah, because there's no need. You can fly across a beach. You know, you can climb mountains. <coughs> you can, you know. And it's just fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it does sound like a lot of fun, definitely. You know, and and Blanca, you know, Blanca, she was watching the game with me uh, and she was sort of giggling because, you know, Rico, Mr. Rodriguez, mm-hmm. he can take a few shots. Yes. So at one point I was hacking a missile site while somebody was shooting me in the back. 
<laughs> and my character was just barely flinching, you know, <laughs> taking like some 5.56 millimeter rounds to the back. And he's just like, yeah, it's nothing. Uh, so she was sort of laughing at that, like, oh, come on, how can he take the, the, that many bullets without even being really hurt? And I'm like, but you're perfectly okay with the fact that I just flew seven kilometers across an island without touching the floor on a wingsuit. <laughs> It's super unrealistic. It's super fun. It's like all your action movie uh, fetishes rolled into one. I think that is exactly the way to take it, to be honest. Well, the other great thing as well is that although it has a lot of collectibles, it helps you out. It's not obtuse with the collectibles. So if you liberate a town or a military base, in that area, it will show up the collectibles. That okay, are, that like are available. Far Cry, for example. Yeah, yeah, Far Cry did it. Uh, I know Grand Theft Auto Five. if you were a member of the social club, you could mm-hmm. grab a map on their website that showed the, the rough location. Um, so it's that kind of thing. It's like, yes, we have an absolute bollock load of collectibles, but we're not going to make you search, I don't know, maybe 500 square kilometers of islands for it. Yeah. It's like, no, we're going to point out the rough location with a very handy beeping device to tell you if you're getting closer or not, you know? That's really good. So it is just designed to be fun, you know? And that's what I've been doing. Like I say, my my main game or my first game in the 4IF challenge has been an absolute ball breaker that I'm having (laughs) literally zero fun playing. Oh, man, I'm so sorry that... (laughs) I'm really so sorry. I, I did. I I can't remember if I was the one who picked that or not. I think it was too, was it? I can't remember. But yeah, anyway. It was, I, it was somebody that wanted me to experience a proper game. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. my God. Yeah, because okay, I... So, so the thing is, I'm really sad when you guys get into the challenge and you don't enjoy it and you have a hard time completing the game and you, you just have to because that's the challenge, you know? No, but, but it's, it's fun. I get a, because at the same time, I'm doing a stream which allows me to just vent my frustration. Like, if I was playing it alone, in private, like, nobody watching or, or no sort of YouTube record of it, then I, I probably would really just hate everybody. But it's actually if, become if the I other may, way. If I may say so, your suffering is super entertaining. <laughs> that, that's the thing. And that's the reason I'm going to keep going and not just bail on the challenge, because actually I, I know that people are enjoying watching me suffer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not that we we actually enjoy watching you suffer, but we enjoy watching you react to the game. You know, your reactions are definitely super entertaining and I love <laughs> watching it. I, I just watch your, your VODs a couple of times already at work. And I just start giggling for no reason. And the people in the office just give me the weird eye. And <laughs> yeah, it's like, what is this guy giggling about? So yeah, but definitely I would recommend you just push through it, try to get it out. But if you want to go through the other games first, go right ahead. No, I think I'm the, gonna... only, the only thing that I'm going to beg you to do is to stream Undertale. You've played it. Yes. So you know, is it a streamable yes. game? Yes, most definitely is. Right, because I didn't want to sort of ruin it. It's the same reason for like... Uh... A lot of people stream it. I mean, it's just like watching Let's Plays on, on YouTube. It's the same thing. People who want to get it spoiled or who want to see it without playing it will resort to that. But it's not like because you're streaming it, you will ruin it for someone. No, but I feel it might be one of those stories, you know, a bit like The Witness. I'm I'm also sort of dabbling in The Witness at the moment. But um, 
like that's a game that I would never stream simply yeah. because it would be lots of time of me going, oh, my brain hurts. Yeah, but no, Undertale is not the case. And the, the story of Undertale is so special that I just want to see your reactions to certain points. It's just that. Okay. Really. I just want to see your reactions to the story, reactions to the characters, and uh, to the dialogue, to the puzzles, to the situations, to everything. I want to watch it all. Okay, well, you're going to have plenty of time since you've almost finished your challenge anyway. So, uh, yeah, I guess I'll stream it for you, even if you are Thank the only person much. watching. Yes. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't matter. doesn't matter. I'm happy like that. <laughs> but, just uh, for me. But, yeah, so well done on your 4IF, uh, I don't know, almost first week completion. I'm, I'm not done yet. I still have Dropsy to go. And, uh, yeah, but I saw you playing that today. Just... I saw you yeah. playing that today. So I've been playing it until, like, right before we started the podcast recording. So I intend to finish it. If not, well, saying today it may be a bit too much, but maybe along the week. And... Uh, the problem is that with point-and-click adventure games, I tend to get stuck very easily, right. and I take a lot of time to get unstuck. Yeah. But, yeah. Other than that, I know that the game should be short because most point-and-click adventure games are short. It's just it's a fact. You can just complete them in, like, two or three hours if you know what to do and where to click. But figuring out the puzzle is part of the game. Well, I guess that could be said for Dishonored as well. If you know where you're going and you know what you're doing, you can finish that game very quickly as well. I can guarantee that if I were to play Dishonored again with the genocide rune, killing killing everyone that stands in my way, it wouldn't last more than four hours. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. sure. Because like half of the playthrough that I experienced was hiding, evaluating, calculating routes, and see how I sneak behind, and see where do I put this guy that I just knocked down. Oh my god, I got spotted, now run away, start over. So that's usually how it goes. Well, so yeah, if you just go on the aggressive, it won't matter at all. You just go in guns blazing, crossbow, sword, everything, and that's it. Exactly. But uh, the final thing I want to say, really, is uh, speaking about, you know, you've almost finished the challenge and we're eight days in. I'm suffering because I've only finished one game. Uh, still got two quite long ones. I'm thinking Undertale won't take me that long. No. Um, Undertale easily can be completed without having a lot of trouble. Between six to eight hours. That's good because I also have the Talos Principle, which could be a long one. Um, yeah, but you won't have this problem with Undertale, I'm sure. Friday, Friday the twelfth of February, I'm gonna go for. I don't know how doable it is because I've never done this before, but I'm gonna try a twelve-hour stream. Okay. On Friday, because I've got nice. the day off from work. I booked it specially. The girlfriend is in a different country. Uh, okay <laughs> so i'm alone and yeah i reckon from... exactly so i think <laughs> i'm gonna sit from about 12 to 12 and just try and All do right. the 12 hour stream nice looking forward to it so if you want to come and see my brain actually snap <laughs> live on video this friday yeah yeah if you if you're actually uh, listening to this podcast by the day it was released it's like two days from then so friday this week Yes, Friday the 12th of February, I will be doing a mind-numbing 12-hour stream of one of the worst games I've ever played. So, uh, <laughs> you know, come and join me. That's uh, twitch.tv slash tohonus. Uh, spelled what? Yeah, spelled as it sounds. But, um, yeah, good. I think we can wrap it up there. 
Yeah, I think so. Yes, we've, it's actually for a two-man podcast. This has been pretty long. So yes, and uh, but I'm still super jealous of your actual completion rate. So I'm going to come to Germany and slap you. <laughs> Go ahead. You're you're welcome to do so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, anyway, I'll let you get back to uh, completing Dropsy. We will see, and we'll talk about that at a later date. Most definitely. Thank you for being here, Tom, and thank you all for listening around. That's a wrap for our side. If you want to check on our progress, let me plug it again. Go playthat.com <laughs> slash four in February. And that's why all your progress and all our progress is there. All the videos of the YouTube channel are there. So you can just keep a live update on that. Go ahead and check it out. All right. Thanks very well, much. Well, have everybody. a nice one then. See you on the next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah.